read between the lines. We're not going into that in the sermon because there are children present, but gives me the heebie-jeebies. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our gospel reading this morning takes a little bit of a detour from talking about the things Jesus was doing to talking about an earlier event involving King Herod Antipas and John the Baptist. Perhaps we can set the stage a little bit. Mark records the fact that Jesus' fame was spreading all over the country, and King Herod had even heard the news about the things that Jesus was doing. Everybody had an opinion about Jesus, it seems, and so did Herod. Who is this Jesus? Is Jesus actually the resurrected John? Is he Elijah who was taken directly up into heaven? Is he an Old Testament-style prophet? Herod seems convinced that he is John the Baptist, and I can see why. In our reading today, it seems that Herod is plagued with absolute, epic-level paranoia induced by guilt. We're talking Edgar Allan Poe, the telltale heart level of paranoia. And if you can remember back to your English class, the telltale heart is a story about a guy who almost gets away with murder. The police come over and he's hidden his victim under the floorboards. And since this hiding place is good, he just about gets away with it. But his guilt leads him to this paranoia. He believes that he can hear this victim's heartbeat under the floorboards, pounding and pounding and pounding. And he's convinced that everybody else can hear it, especially the police can hear it, and the jig is soon to be up, so he confesses everything. That level of paranoia. Herod had screwed up royally in only a way that a king can do. When they say that absolute power corrupts absolutely, Herod wasn't far off. So St. Mark sets the stage here a little bit about what was going on. Herod had John the Baptist executed. Now, if this Herod is anything like his father was, the Herod the Great, the one who had every two-year-old and under boy executed in Bethlehem because he was afraid of the coming Messiah, then it's not surprising what happened with the Messiah's forerunner, John. It seems like Herod and his whole family were absolutely sure that the end of their dynasty was always just moments away from ending. You know what they say, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. But here's the super shocking part here in Mark 6. Herod didn't want to execute John. This was not his idea. In fact, I think that Herod both admired John in a certain sense and was also absolutely terrified of John. John had been critical of Herod's lifestyle choices, and rightfully so. Herod was in what we today would call a toxic relationship. He was married to a woman who was supposed to be his brother's wife, Herodias. She was absolutely nasty. John, in his task 
of calling all people, great and small, rich and poor, powerful and powerless alike, to repentance, pointed out that Herod's marriage to his brother's wife wasn't exactly kosher. Sure, Herod was a usurper to the throne of Israel. Sure, he wasn't even an Israelite, but an Idumean, or in Old Testament terms, an Edomite, a descendant not of Jacob, but of Esau. He was still Israel's king, rightfully or not. It wasn't right for a king of Israel to live in such a blatant violation of God's law. Herod should repent, said John, and the invitation was open to him just like to everyone else to repent of his wickedness, turn toward God's path, and receive God's forgiveness. Herodias didn't like this. She wanted John dead. In a way, you could say that John the Baptist was executed for his views on marriage. Mark records something super interesting here that we often gloss right over in our reading. He says, For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. How odd. Who would have thought that the man responsible for ordering John's execution was actually to some degree an admirer of him, or at very least, someone who respected him. Who would have thought that the king who protected John would be the one to call for his death? And so Herod reluctantly walks into a trap, committing what would be the most blunderific moment of his kingship. You see... The thing about living in unrepentant sin is that it often provides so many more opportunities to pile up more and more sin. Living in a way that refuses to let go of sin leaves no room for receiving forgiveness and grace and being freed from that captivity to sin. This is why Jesus said, whoever keeps on sinning is a slave to sin. So rather than take John's advice and flee from his rotten, despicable so-called marriage, Herod continues to dig in deeper and deeper and deeper. And the trap is set. What becomes clear in the following verses is that while Herod feared John and to an extent feared God, Herod feared Herodias even more. And this vile woman and her daughter make a laughing stock out of Herod on his own birthday at his own birthday party. Happy birthday indeed. So our older dog's name is Hoosier, and it's his birthday today. And when I told him that the sermon was called Happy Birthday, he got very, very excited. Because Hoosier has had seven birthdays prior to this one, and he knows that he gets a piece of pizza on his birthday. He's got a lot more fun of a birthday than Herod did. Those of you who are married might have a little bit more insight into this situation. I'm not one who particularly cares all that much about my own birthday. But my family, and especially my wife, always seem to go out of their way to celebrate it, and I appreciate it. 
But the hardest thing for me is answering questions about any sort of preference whatsoever. What do you want to do for your birthday? I have no idea. I just want my family to enjoy themselves and have a good time. Believe it or not, I can't stand to be the center of attention. As odd as that might sound. And although I have two or three hundred people staring at me for a few hours every Sunday, I would very much rather that you would see Jesus instead of me. I just want everyone else to be happy on my birthday because that's what makes me happy. So Herod, despite all of his flaws, seems quite similar in this regard. He calls in his nobles and his military commanders for a birthday party to show his appreciation for them. His stepdaughter entertains the crowd with her dancing, and he tells her that he'll give her anything she wants to show his appreciation, as creepy as his appreciation might be. But her request had to be far from anything he'd ever expected her to ask of him. With her mother's advice, she asked for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Herod, you can keep your kingdom. I don't want your money. Give me the head of that holy prophet that you seem to like so darn much for some reason. Happy birthday indeed. You can keep your kingdom. I don't want your money. I want you to kill that preacher that everybody is talking about and people are lining up to hear. Happy birthday, Herod. I want you, Herod, to show Israel's God who really rules over the people of Israel. Happy birthday, indeed. Mark says that Herod was exceedingly sorry, and yet he couldn't break his stupid promise. It is clear that while Herod feared God, he feared his wife more. He was more afraid of losing his reputation in front of his nobles and generals and fracturing the relationship with his wife than he feared losing his soul. Have you ever felt like this? Have you been so afraid of damaging your personal relationships or your reputation that you let your faith take a backseat? Have you been so worried about offending modern sensibilities that you have remained silent when you should have spoken God's truth and acted upon it? Or perhaps you've received correction from God in a manner similar to how Herod did. You heard it, you understood it, you worried about it, and yet you changed nothing. Have you been perplexed and yet changed nothing? Have you been exceedingly sorry over your sinful lot in life and just went ahead and did the wrong thing anyway? Well, fear not. You are in good company here. You don't have to live like Herod any further. When he started to hear reports about Jesus' ministry, he is absolutely sure that this is John 2.0, come back to repay the favor of removing his head, coming to yank him off the throne. But that's not why Jesus came 
at all. Jesus instead subjects himself to Herod's judgment. Instead, Jesus declares that his kingdom is not of this world. Instead, and I mean literally instead, in your place, Jesus himself took all of God's holy wrath upon himself instead of you. Instead of repaying evil for evil, Jesus soaked it all up and put it to death on the cross. So when it comes to God and your vertical relationship with God, you can toss out any notions of divine karma. What goes around comes around. Sure, in this life, the idea that you reap what you sow is basically just common sense. But in God's view of you, he is not waiting around, biding his time, waiting to give you your comeuppance. Jesus did not come back from the dead, like Herod suspected John did, in order to punish you. In fact, he rose from the dead in order to save you. He said of himself, for God did not send his son into the world in order to condemn the world, but so that the world would be saved through him. He came to give you a brand new start and a brand new life. Jesus calls this being born again, and so does St. John. St. Peter calls this being born again into a living hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. St. Paul says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The former things have passed away. You have passed through death into new resurrection life with Jesus and have been born anew, born again, born from above. So happy birthday to you indeed and amen. And now may the peace of our God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. Would you please stand as we confess our faith together? I believe in one God, the Father.